Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Amen. Good to hear the voices of the people of God. Amen. You can be seated this evening. I uh, Man, there's nothing like hearing the voices of the people of God. I, I, was, uh, I was preaching up in Canada a couple, uh, a couple years ago, and I was preaching for Brother Minna. And uh, I was in his office, and uh, they up there, up there, it's a, it's a, uh, it's just a different world up there. I'll just have to put it that way. You'd have to go up there to see it. And when I talk about, it, I mean, it's mean the church, and it's just they have their own way of doing things, and and uh, but it's a wonderful experience. I think, uh, I think uh, every everybody ought to just be in a conference up there or whatever it's, it's just refreshing to every uh, pastor that goes up there preaches they just it's refreshing but i remember uh in in his office and they they come an hour early to pray to pray every service and uh when it's revival time it's uh it's uh monday uh let's see usually it's monday through uh set till friday night and you get saturday off and you kick it back on sunday and that could go for two to three weeks, or you know, it could go longer. And uh, but I remember standing in his office and uh, the people praying. You, you down in the basement, you could just hear the roar of the people praying. And I, that nest never left my mind. I, I just I love to hear that roar of a congregation, whether it's worship or whether it's pre-service prayer or whether it's the altar service. And I'm telling you what, the you go there hour before prayer an hour before church to pray and then it's another hour and a half maybe two hours in the altar and uh it's just it's just the way it is and uh that's just touched me it stuck with me and i i tell you what there's nothing like hearing the people of god pray i'm gonna tell you, there's nothing that gets more god's more his attention more than the prayers of his people and uh, I'm going to tell you, what, if you want an answer, you pray. If you need healing, you pray. If you need deliverance, you pray. If you, whatever you need, you just got to get down your prayer bones and say, God, I'm, I'm not leaving. I'm not stopping. I may have to stop to go to work in the morning. I may have to stop to eat. I may have to stop to pay bills. But God, in my mind and in my spirit, I'm not going to stop praying. Hallelujah. Anybody feel that way tonight? Oh, God, stir up that gift within us to pray. Hallelujah. I think in the apostolic church in America, we need a revival of prayer. Uh, a revival of prayer. We got revivals of conferences and meetings and special meetings and guest speakers, but God help us to have a revival of prayer. A prayer is something we can take home with us. We can take everywhere and at any time. It's a it's something that goes with us. It's a spirit that gets on somebody. It's not something that is now we could preach on this tonight. It's not an outward, an outward uh, expression, but it is a inward expression that gets in the mind of an individual that drives them to a place of consecration and dedication to the Lord. Hallelujah. And God help us. I'm going to tell you what, our forefathers, even though they probably didn't have truth, I believe they had a revelation. I'm talking about forefathers of our country. They had a revelation of prayer. Uh, we can look at our schools. They had time of prayer and giving reverence to God. And what have they done? They have taken prayer and Bibles out of the school. Where, where is, I heard this on the radio uh, the other day. Uh, uh, you know, they take Bibles out of schools. But when somebody gets locked up in prison, that's the first thing they have in their cell is a Bible. Well, why wait till they get to prison to give them a Bible? The government's got it all backwards. Give them when they're young. Give it to them when they're just a, a toddler. Let it mold them and fashion them and make them before they become crooked criminals in our society. Amen. It's just we, we, we live in a twisted, uh, uh, sorry to say, uh, nation. And, uh, and as a whole, as a, a twisted world. But uh, I'm gonna that's just, that's in me, is prayer. I'm a, I, I, I don't ever want to lose my, a desire to pray. Hallelujah. That's one thing my mother and my father taught me at an early age. In fact, that little building on 12th and Connecticut down there in Lawrence, 
that's where my that's we we'd go down there to pray on on at night that building it building was it needed so much work dad painted it all by himself i was i couldn't help i was just a 10 year old boy i mean 10 11 12 year old boy i couldn't do nothing and uh dad painted that building and we got it fixed up but he would take us down there to pray and i remember uh on those you know midweek nights going down there to pray and you know you're tired as a boy you get tired and it's nothing for a young boy to fall asleep or whatever and uh, our we probably fell asleep or whatever and i could hear my dad say i can't hear you he get on to us and it was it taught us it taught us to, you know it, it, it put something within us and to this day i i can get down to pray and when i start getting tired i can hear dad saying i can't hear you and and uh, and uh, and and it was later after Dad passed away that I was preaching somewhere and I and I told that story or whatever, and somebody told me that that's something that they did in the Marine Corps. Uh, the drill instructors would you know get on the recruits and say I can't hear you, and they were doing their cadences or whatever. And so evidently that's where my dad got it from because he spent eight years in the Marine Corps. And uh, he took that and, and used it to our benefit, amen, for the army of the Lord. But, uh, uh, amen, I, th those are just some things that are in me from a child that I, I, I never, I never want to get rid of, amen. And uh, I'm just thankful for, for those blessings, amen. Thank you, Pastor Regan, for the invitation. And Sister Regan, for she cooked a good Italian dish today that was work just right for this uh for this walk and i don't know if you know what that means but uh go look up in your history books what that means amen but uh amen enjoyed that fellowship and uh just amen enjoyed today and looking forward to tonight amen i i i love serving the lord amen i love serving god and i'm gonna tell you what our god is not a god of our god is not a god of limits He's a God that's limitless. Yes, He is. He's not a God of, of cannots, but He's a God that I can. He's not a God of the dead, but as the Scripture says, He is a, the God of the living. He is not a God of the faithless, but He is a God of those that have faith and that are faithful. He's not a God of losses, but he is a God of much gain. He's not a God of defeat, but a God of victory. A victory. Everybody say victory. victory. Say it again. Victory. victory. And can I just, I feel, I, I, I just feel, man, I don't know if everybody's tired. I'm tired. I, I tell you, I am tired. But, but, uh, but, but uh, I, I don't want it to steal. I don't want to steal my blessing. Hallelujah. I may not be running the aisles and I may not be jumping up and down, but in my spirit, I'm saying, thank you, Jesus. Lord, talk to me tonight. Amen. I don't want my victory to be stolen tonight. Hallelujah. He's not a God of, 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 of quitters, of a quit uh, mentality, but he is a God that make a way out of no way. Amen. He is a God, a God that uh, of no doors, but he's a God who makes a door when there is no door. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the kind of God we serve this evening. And if you serve him, I want you to clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. He is a personal God. A personal Jesus. Amen. And, and when, we, uh, when we get that in our hearts and our spirits, it becomes a whole different ball game. Amen. He's not a corporate God. He's a personal God. Uh, he's not a God of a business God or a God of a of an institution. Man has made institutions, but he is a personal God. That's why Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as men, as men alone, could find the Lord because he was a personal Savior. 
Amen. And uh, I, I'm thankful for that. We're going to be turning in our Bibles to the book of Genesis, the uh, 37th chapter. Amen. Genesis, the 37th chapter. Amen. Genesis chapter 37. We're going to read. We are going to read verses, a couple verses there, verse 34 through 35. Genesis 37 and verse 34. And Jacob rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his son many days. And all his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him, and he refused to be comforted. He said, For I will go down into the grave unto my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. Let's just go ahead and read verse 36. And the Midianites sold him into Egypt unto Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh's, of Pharaoh's and captain of the guard. Amen. And uh, I, I want to preach to you for the next few moments here on this subject. I refuse to be comforted. Everybody say that with me. I refuse to be comforted. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. We know this story. You know, we talk about it in Sunday school class. We talk about it. Uh, just it's a, it's a story that is very um, very much talked about in the church world, especially in the or really any Christianity uh, uh, church of sorts, but especially in the apostolic church, uh, you hear a lot from uh, this story, and uh, really in any Judeo Christian uh, faith. Or even uh, with uh, Hebrew, uh, you know, the Hebrews that follow the law, they, you know, this is Old Testament. This is the very foundation of their uh, beginnings. And so it is very important, no doubt, to them to rehearse and talk about uh, this story of uh, Jacob and his sons, the 12 tribes of Israel. And their places and their meanings and uh, uh, what how God had designed this for His glory, and we find we know that with these twelve boys by from the loins of Jacob, uh, that um, that they were His beloved. They were a promise, a promise of the Lord. They were. Uh, a blessing to him. And we can read in chapter 32 of Genesis of where Jacob wrestled, wrestled there with an angel until the breaking of the day. Uh, it was a time when he was going to meet his uh, uh, time of a big change in his life. And uh, his name was changed from Jacob to Israel, and there he said uh, uh, to the angel, to the Lord, he said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And uh, his hollow of his thigh was touched, and it was out of joint. And there he left limping from that day forward. And from him, he had these boys, and uh, these boys had their mothers. They had Rachel, and they had Leah, and uh, we know that Jacob is known as a deceiver. He was one that deceived uh, his father. He deceived uh, his brother. Uh, and then um, he also deceived his own uncle Laban. And uh, to pay his own, to pay the price, uh, uh, we know that finally Jacob was deceived. And uh, he was duped. And uh, he loved Rachel, 
between these two daughters of Laban, he loved Rachel. And Laban, knowing the, uh, the way things were the, uh, in his uh, culture, the eldest were, was to be married first. And so he deceived Jacob and gave Jacob uh, Leah uh, for a wife. And there, uh, it was right there. Jacob realized, I have been deceived, and I'm sure... You realize I am paying a price for my deception and for my wrongdoing. And uh, uh, we will, we will pay a price uh, uh, for our wrongdoing. But yet he worked and God and Laban gave him and God honored his desires. And he, he, uh, he was given Rachel as well. And, uh, and, and, and we can read the story of how that Jacob, loved Rachel. He, she was uh, the apple of his eye. She was the center of his heart. Uh, she was everything that, that he hoped for, and yet, yet he was, he was belt, dealt uh, this, this, this situation. And uh, I have to believe that, I have to believe that uh, in the world of Rachel and Leah, they knew this. They knew this, this special this difference between uh, themselves and the eye, eyes of their husband. And uh, Leah knew that Jacob loved Rachel more, but yet the Lord, seeing this, he opened up Leah's womb and she conceived, but still that did not take away uh, that admiration and that attentiveness, I'm sure, that uh, Jacob had for Rachel and that care and that thoughtfulness that he had for her. And uh, I don't know, the Bible doesn't say, but I would have to imagine that uh, there was days that he showed more love and more expression to Rachel than Leah. And it no doubt stirred up strife among the sisters. It stirred up uh, frustration. It stirred up uh, friction. It stirred up competition. Uh, and, uh, and, and so this, this was the picture of, of this day and time in the life of Jacob. And Leah was bearing sons and bearing sons. And finally she bore a daughter by the name of Dinah. And Jacob to Jacob and the Bible after Dinah, the Bible says that God remembered. Finally, God remembered Rachel. Rachel was frustrated. Finally, one day Jacob said, aren't I more, aren't I better to you than, than a son, than many sons? Uh, I, can't, I can't fix the problem. It's not, it's not in my power. It's up to God. This is a God thing. I'm going to tell you what, sometimes some things are just a God thing. And all you can do is put it in the hands of God. You've sowed and you've watered and you've prayed and you've fasted and you say God where's the increase where's the answer and I'm just tell, here to remind you all you can do is say God it's up to you to do the rest amen and that'll take a big load off of your shoulders hallelujah amen and so and so finally finally God opened uh, the womb of Rachel and it was right after that that Jacob uh, Jacob said unto Laban, send me away. I, I've got my wives. I've got a family. I've got herds. I've got cattle. I've, got, I, I've, I've gathered these things. I've been prosperous. God's blessed me. I've blessed you in the process, Laban. Uh, the favor of the Lord is on me. I'm a man of my own. I'm not a man of a mama no more and daddy, and especially not a man of, my, of you, Uncle Laban. I, I'm my own individual here, and uh, uh, send me away, and uh, let, me, let me go into my own place, and let me to my own country and uh, finally finally Jacob is is given is given that 
uh, that open door to go. And we, we know that he, you know, he did the whole rod thing in the water and, and he did all that with the cattle, the spotting and, or, uh, and the, all the different cattle and did all the separation. And he, 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 he again, again, he, uh, he took more than what he was to deceive his uncle Laban again. And finally his uncle Laban realized what he'd done and he's chased him down and, and, re- and said, hey, by the way, where's my gods that, you, that you've taken? Where are my statues? And uh, all this was happening. It just seemed like Jacob just could not stop being a deceiver. And uh, finally the time comes that all these boys are born. All these 12 tribes of Israel. Time has lapsed. Time has gone on. Here comes this boy by the name of Joseph. And he is loved of his daddy. He, he is the, he's the boy of Rachel. He is, he's the offspring of my beloved. He is, he's my boy. I, I love all the rest, but, but there's something about this boy, Joseph. He, he, he's my tried. He, he's, my, he's, he, he's my favorite. We'll just have to put it that way. It's sad to say, but this was the case in, in the household of Jacob. And, uh, oh, oh, Jacob, Jacob loved Joseph. And uh, Reuben and Simeon, all the brothers. Brethren, they saw this and despised him, and was was uh, was just just thought he was the scum of the earth. And to top it all off, uh, their father makes him a coat of many colors and, and puts it upon his shoulders. And man, not all the not, none of the other boys got a coat. None of the other boys got a new pair of sandals from daddy. None of the other boys got a, a, anything like that and here Joseph got all this favor and all this this wonderful uh, blessing of their father finally they got the best of a man they said you know what by the way and all, and all his dreaming that just didn't help matters he start coming around talking about his dreams and how his she uh, their sheaves were about down to his sheaves and and then they said whoa 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 wait 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 what what are you talking you you're, you're gonna say that one day we're gonna bow down to you and it just it, it just it just topped it all off. Finally, they said, you know what? We're gonna get rid of him. And we're going to fix this situation just right. And they took him, and the first thing they did was they stripped him of that coat of many colors. They, and in essence, they stripped him of his identity. They stripped him of his connection to the very source of who and what he was. There's nothing like a daddy, a daddy and his boy. There's nothing like uh, like a son and a father, and uh, especially when it's a good relationship. Uh, I, I I can say that for myself. Me and my dad were close. Uh, in fact, in fact, uh, I, I I was most like him, except just a lot smaller. And uh, and there's there's nothing like a father and a son. And when, when there is that connection and these brothers, uh, they thought, we're going to fix this situation. They stripped him of his coat, put him down in that pit, sold him off into slavery, took the coat, dipped it into goat's blood, took it back to their father, to their, to their father, Jacob, and said, here, this is what's left of your son, Joseph. And that is where our text comes to play. That when Jacob sees the remnants of this coat, he says, I'm sure in his mind, his mind goes back to all those years as Uncle Laban's. And all that time that the Lord had been working on him and blessing him. God blessed him with the offspring. And God, all the wonderful things the Lord had done knowing that this boy was the center of his universe. And here, I have to believe that Jacob knew what kind of rascals his other boys were. I have to believe he knew what kind of uh, 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 just... um, 
just low down, uh, dirty, uh, untruthful men and boys they were. He, he knew the situation. And yet there was nothing he could do about it. There was the proof, the remnants of that coat that maybe he had his wife Rachel make for this boy that maybe they did in secret. They did behind closed doors. They did it late at night by, uh, by the campfire so that the other boys wouldn't get jealous. Uh, and, it, and it began to flood his heart and his spirit. And he began to weep. He began to cry. He, the Bible says he put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his son many, many days. And, uh, and his response to the situation was, I refuse to be comforted. I refuse to be comforted. And I'm going to tell you what, I have to believe that amongst all of us, there are days and times that we have come to points in our lives where we have had to make a statement or a decision to God. I'm either going to keep fighting and keep praying or I'm just going to give up. And I'm not talking about serving the Lord. I'm just talking about, I'm just talking about an answer, uh, uh, whatever, anything. I'm not talking about walking on the Lord. I'm just talking about anything. An answer, a miracle, a prayer request, uh, whatever. A burden that is on your heart for a lost soul, whatever the case may be. And uh, times that you have, you have put much prayer, much seeking the Lord, and, and much time and effort. To, and there finally comes a day that you, you, you make up in your heart and your mind or say it with your mouth. The Lord, I'm going to keep... I'm going to keep pressing on this situation or Lord I'm just going to throw in the towel it's not a, not, a, not a statement of God I just give it up I just give it to you no God I'm just going to a statement of God I'm just going to give up it must not be the answer I'm going to tell you what, yes there are days there are times that we pray for things that and desire things that they're just not the will of God. But I've come to preach to you on those, those things that are the will of God. I've come to talk to you about to, to back up to lift up those things that are the will of God. Let you and your pastor deal and talk about those things that may not be the will of God. But I've come to preach to you about those things that you have prayed about and that you have fasted about. They are still the will of God to come to pass. Are you hearing me? There are some things that you prayed for. You said, God, I wonder if it can happen. I wonder if it can be done. I wonder if it can come to fruition. And I've come to tell you, it can come to fruition. It can come to life. It can bud up. It can blossom. Hallelujah. Anybody believe it? Anybody believe it? Oh, without, without faith, without a vision, the Bible says my people are going to perish. God help us that we do not lose faith in our desires, in our prayers, in our dedication, in our consecration that every offering we bring. I'm not talking about tithes and I'm not talking about money, but I'm talking about that living sacrifice, that offering that God I bring to you this lost loved one. I bring to you, God, my broken heart. I bring to you, God, my confusion. I bring to you, God, my distress. I bring to you, God, my oppression. I bring to you, God, my humanity. I bring to you, God, the things that I struggle with. I bring to you, God, my faithlessness. I bring to you, God, my unbelief. And God, I bring it to you. I don't know how I'm going to get out, but God, I bring it to you with everything that's within me. A mindset that says, God, I refuse to be comforted. When I think of comfort, I think of someone who that is soothed, somebody who you know, just you just want to kick back in the lazy boy and kick up the leg rest and 
a glass of iced tea, sweet tea, and uh, or sit back on the back porch on a sun, uh, sun shiny day and relax, uh, or, uh, or or in California go to the mountains, uh, or right here in Kansas, uh, Lolitha maybe go down uh, to, to Kansas City to the plaza and uh, or wherever. Go on, you're you're comfort tent. Uh, everything is right where you want it. You're calm. You are at ease. That is what I think of comfort. Uh, also, when I think of comfort, I, I think of the, the mindset of acceptance. Uh, the, the emotion, the thought, the workings of our a psyche that uh, says I just accept I open the doors I relinquish my ambitions I relinquish my fight that's within me to pursue this thing that is yearning in my spirit uh, I relinquish it I accept what has happened I accept what where I am at. I accept the response. I accept what I have left and nothing more. And that's the kind of world we're living today. That's the kind of society we live in. Just be happy with who you are. Just be happy with you. Just be happy with your, with, with where you're at in life and uh, if if you're if you're if you're if you're weird just be happy with it if you're abnormal just be happy with it and by the way if you are you might have just been born that way hey i'm gonna tell you what there ain't nobody that's been born a, a homosexual or a lesbian or or a druggie or a alcoholic or a pervert god help us it's a spirit that gets on somebody and you don't have to accept it you don't have to throw the towel and say, God, I've just got God, a church world, myself, I'm just gonna accept and be comforted in my dilemma. I'm just gonna accept it. Be who you are. Yes, we gotta be who we are. I'm Rocky Blotto. I can't be somebody else. But I'm still a product of Almighty God. I'm still human flesh. I'm still made in the image of the Lord. I'm still a, a product of his handiwork. I'm still flesh and bone. I'm still spirit. And, uh, and if I'm going to please the Lord, I got to take myself and put myself in the hands of the Lord and not let myself just wander, let my mind wander, let my flesh wander, and let my humanity just do what it wants. Hey, hey, we got to give ourselves to the Lord. And that's what this world don't want to do. They don't want to give themselves the Holy Ghost moving in a church. They don't want to give themselves to a preacher to preach to them one God apostolic truth and Holy Ghost within and Holy Ghost without and standards within and standards without. Just accept. Accepting of all. We got all these artists that are ungodly artist writing songs that promote this spirit of acceptance. That one song, there's a song out there called Born This Way. And God help us. I'm going to tell you what, nobody's born, born, uh, as I've already said, a homosexual, born a pervert. God help us. You weren't born that way. You gave yourself to that spirit. That spirit latched on to you, latched on, latched on to your, your mind and your psyche and it got into your spirit and got into you. I'm going to tell you what, it's, it's a real spirit that's working in our world. And I'm not just talking about that. I'm just talking about the overall attitude of acceptance. And it's worked into the church and it's worked into the congregations and it's worked into people and worked in onto apostolic uh, uh, pool pits and apostolic platforms and conferences just accept God help us if we don't let get that spirit on us that we would lose the revival that he has for us 
And Paul dealt with this. Paul, the, from the very first man, Adam, he dealt, no doubt, with this. It was, it's, it comes from Satan himself uh, of just ex being accepting. And that's why Paul said in Romans, he said, I, be sober. He said, be sober. What sober, sober is when you are a sober alcoholic, you're not intoxicated with alcohol. And so what is it? You are in control. You have control of all your faculties. You have control of your mind. You have control of uh, where you go, what you do, and you know what you do, and you remember what you do. And, and then Paul said, be sober. Hey, get control of yourself. Get control of your mind. Get control of your body. Get control of your prayer. Get control of your walk with God. Get control of your worship. He said, be vigilant. Be vigilant. Constantly looking and watching. Constantly your eyes peel for the next attack of the devil. For the next turn around on the, in the corner for the next go around of the mountain. Be vigilant looking up, looking down looking to the left looking to the right. Be vigilant because what? The devil is as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I truly wonder how many apostolics are truly sober not talking about alcohol. I'm just talking about in the spirit. How many of us are truly sober? Sober. I wonder how many. And hey, I, I, I'm preaching to myself tonight. I wonder how many of us are truly vigilant. God help us to be sober and to be vigilant from the youngest to the eldest. God, I want to walk a sober and vigilant life. It's more than the suit, the tie, and uh, the beautiful dresses, and the good songs, and the beautiful building, and the wonderful worship. But God, help me to walk and to live a sober and vigilant walk with God. And I'm going to tell you how you're sober is when you get this Holy Ghost down in you and it's like the Bible says fire shut up in your bones that you cannot then you become sober and you become vigilant. Oh God help us to get a good renewing of this thing called the Holy Ghost that we can become more sober and vigilant apostolics. Let's raise our hands and worship the Lord. Oh, God, help me, Jesus. I feel like preaching tonight. Preach, preach. Hallelujah. But I'm only here for just a little bit. I got to leave. I'm probably going to head out this evening. But God, help me. I, I feel like preaching tonight. Uh, hallelujah. Let, let me just say this, and this is beyond This is my, beyond my message. But I was praying down at the church the other day, and I was praying. And my, I, when I pray, I, I just, uh, my mind starts to go in, and I was thinking about, the, I was praying, God, I need the joy. I need joy. I need joy. And, uh, and uh, the, you know, the Bible, my mind was that scripture. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I begin to think, man, the joy of the Lord is my strength. That means, uh, could I take it this way? Then that means if I don't have joy, then that does that mean I have strength? If I don't have joy, if my there's no worship in me, if there's no hunger for the pulpit, if there's no connection to the pulpit, I'm going to tell you, there's a connection from the from the pew to this pulpit. And, and, and when there is, you can feel it. And you can know it. And those that are connected feel it. And the preacher feels it. And then the congregation feels it. And there's a joy that comes on an individual. The Bible also says, leap for joy. Uh, I have to believe we just don't leap because of joy. 
but we leap for the joy so that we can get joy so that it can produce strength that it may produce that strength that is within us and can I just tell you I feel this evening amongst us in this congregation that we need a good revival of the joy of the Lord some of us have sat on that pew all service long you maybe stood up one time I wonder about your joy I wonder about your strength I wonder about your Holy Ghost how comfortable are you in your state of mind How comfortable are you where you're at? Yes, we didn't, we didn't see somebody receive the Holy Ghost today. And yes, there's not many back here tonight from this morning. But God help us that we don't throw in the towel in our minds and in our spirits to say, God, I just give up. He's still working. He's still moving. He's still the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And God help me tonight. I want the joy. I want the joy to get down in my feet. I want the joy of the Lord to get down in my hands. I want the joy to get in my spirit. I want the joy to get in my mind. I'm going to tell you, that old backing up the preacher, the amen, there's a lot of, there's a lot of scripture you can be seated. The scripture of using amen. Uh, it is a, it is a, a voice. It is a, a sign of, uh, of somebody when they say amen. When they say praise the Lord. It's a proof. It is a sign of somebody uh, saying I agree with the word of the Lord. My spirit says yes to the scripture. My spirit says yes to the anointing. My spirit says yes to the pulpit and that's one thing I like to feel here tonight I like to feel from the congregation yes yes from the pew yes from the congregation yes where's the yes in you where's the cry out amen preacher Amen, amen, when I'm gone and Pastor Ricky sets behind this pulpit, I pray that there's a yes in you, a crowd, amen, preacher. I got joy, I got the strength, I'm backing you up, I'm connected, I'm tapped in, I'm tied in. Oh, help us, Jesus. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil's a liar, and everything he says is a lie. The devil's a liar. He's still a liar. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, don't let that old spirit get on you. There's a spirit that wants to get on us and wants to suffocate our worship and wants to suffocate our voices and suffocate our prayer and suffocate everything that is within us to give him glory and to give him honor. But God forbid that we should ever give ourselves to that spirit that wants to suffoc suck out the very heart. Holy Ghost that is within us. Come on, let's worship the Lord. I feel the presence of the Lord. I don't know any other way to preach but to go after it. I, what I feel is I go after it. I, know, I don't know any other way to preach. Come on, let's feel after the Lord. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is a good church. You got the best pastor around. You got the right thing. You got the right situation. You got the right recipe. Why not tap in to the Spirit? Come on, let's worship the Lord. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on us. 
Hallelujah. Come on, a little bit more. A little bit more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I refuse to be comforted. Let that roar come out. Let that sound of the people of God ring in the ears of the Lord. Let him be able to say, I can hear the people of Olathe at New Life Apostolic Church. I can feel their prayers. I can smell the incense. Oh, God, give us a revival of joy. A revival of joy. A revival of Why? I need joy for all those prayers that I prayed, all those seeds that I've sown, all those times I've fasted, and it hasn't come to fruition. But God, I still got joy. It's going to happen. I still got the joy. It's going to happen. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 Jesus. If my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, I will heal their lands. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, church. A little bit more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who's going to start taking responsibility for your family and for this local assembly? Who's going to start taking responsibility? A personal walk with God. He's a personal. Who's going to start taking responsibility for the worship and for the atmosphere? God, if nobody else prays, I'm going to pray. If nobody gets to joy, I'm going to get to joy. If nobody else backs up the preacher, I'm going to back him up. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on, come on. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. 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 I refuse to be comforted. Give me a few more moments here and we're going to wind this up. You can be seated. As we know, Scripture talks about Paul. He said in chapter 12 of 2 Corinthians, he said that at lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations there was giving me that thorn, that prickingness, that thing that was a bother to him. That thorn in his flesh, the messenger of Satan. He said, I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord. I sought Him. It wasn't, I'm sure it wasn't a sought of God. Come quickly, take no. I believe the, the apostle, he truly.